Week 31, one of the more valid critiques atheists have uh, against Christianity and other religions, uh, critics like Bertrand Russell, who wrote Why I Am Not a Christian, Christopher Hitchens, uh, today, Matt Delahunty, uh, there's all these atheists, and one of their biggest complaints about Christianity is the harm Christianity has done around the world. The harm. What? It's true. Their, their critique is valid. Think about that statement for a minute. Just listen to it. Is there anything more contradictory in your mind than the phrase, the harm Christians and Christianity has done around the world? I, I can't believe that we can even say it and there's truth to it, but there is. When Jesus walked the uh, earth, he was headed toward Jerusalem. That was his focus, Jerusalem. And we read in Luke 9, beginning at verse 52, and he sent messengers before his face. That means to go ahead of him. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. You know, get a place, to some food to eat, a place for him to go. And they did not receive him the Samaritans in that village. Why? Because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Meaning, hey, we know you don't care about us. We know you're interested in going to Jerusalem where your people are. Why would we treat you well? You're treating us indifferently, they they saw him to be. And uh, so they didn't receive him because his face was that as he was about to go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, these are his two of his apostles, sons of thunder, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them as Elias did? That's a reference to the Old Testament where fire came down from heaven and consumed the prophets of Baal. Okay, listen. But Jesus turned and rebuked them and said, you know not what manner of spirit you're of. Isn't that fascinating? You don't know the manner of spirit you're of. You want to call fire down from heaven and consume these people because they, they, they are angry at me for not giving them the attention they want? Do you know what spirit that is from? Jesus says to them, James and John, sons of thunder. He adds, for the son of man has not come to destroy men's lives but to save them to the kingdom. And in that day, from the coming destruction that they were going to face. And it says, and they went to another village. It's a very natural thing for natural women and men to resort to their ways in the flesh in dealing with the surrounding world that challenges us in our beliefs, in our way of living. It's seen every time people in the name of Jesus point a finger and say, you're going to hell. Point a finger and judge others. 
point a finger and condemn them and scream at them or, or, or hurt them even, looking back historically. We remember Peter outside of Gethsemane, and he takes a sword when the, when the temple guards have come to take Jesus. He takes a sword and he lops off the ear of a guy named Malchus. And Jesus rebukes Peter for doing that, and he heals the man's ear. That's why he came. So what do we do with the fact that historically, religiously inclined men and women, often wrapped in the flag of Christianity, have done absolutely horrible things to others? Before addressing this, I want to give you some actual examples of the things Christian people have done in the name of God and Christ and their religious order. You've all heard of the Crusades, primarily of the Catholics, by the way. But that's an institution, isn't it? And their pope and their priests and their, and their bishops were behind all this. And yes, in response to Muslims trying to take over the world years earlier, does that justify Catholics in the name of God doing what they did? Never. The deaths resulting from the Crusades done in the name of Christ upon the earth, which occurred around uh, 1095 through 1453, are somewhere between a million to three million souls. That's, that's just like James and John saying, can we call fire down? Catholic religion, they're guilty. The institution. Even one death in the name of Jesus against another person because they don't agree is horrendous to have occurred in the name of the faith. And in terms of the Crusades, the Inquisition, we're talking about millions. What does it prove? Plainly, clearly, Christian organizations, Christian empires, uh, Christian groups, denominations, brick and mortar Christianity has never been the will of God. It's all of the flesh of religious people. God wasn't behind the Crusades. They used his name, but that wasn't the, what he's behind. All those things are contrary to the good news. All right? We can examine unchristian acts done by wrapping themselves in Jesus' name that are utterly reprehensible. Look at the Ku Klux Klan. Those guys are Christians. I mean, they burn crosses. They bear Jesus' name out into the world, but they assign that faith and that religion only to white people, non-Jews, non-Catholics, non-gays, non-Gypsies, non-blacks for sure. So Christianity became a form of white supremacy and it still exists today. Look at what Christians 
literally Christians did to the Native Americans. That's not of God. What Christians did during the Salem witch trials. There wasn't that many who died. I think there was 30 plus. But for one person to die at the hands of Christians because they thought they were witches, can you believe it? So I understand why the atheists have such a uh, distaste for Christianity because Christianity has been used to do so many horrible things. Look what the Holocaust. Now, I'm not saying that Hitler was a Christian, and that's what most people say. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a Christian. But he certainly used the name of God and Christ to justify killing Jews. He absolutely, read Mein Kampf, he used God and Christ, and he was raised in the Christian faith. We can look at other deaths, singular deaths done in the name of Christ by people uh, claiming him. There's a great movie called The Passion of Joan of Arc. I just watched it. It's by a director called Theodore Dresser. And uh, Dresser? Anyway, The Passion of Joan of Arc, 1939. Most beautiful film. What a soul. She stood for the truth. They put her to death. They burned her at the stake. The church. Look at Michael Servetus. He's a guy who differed with John Calvin. He differed with him. Calvin had him put to death. Look at William Tyndale, put to death by the Catholics again. In February, on February 25th of 1536, King Ferdinand, a Catholic, ordered Jacob Hutter, who's an Anabaptist, to be burned at the stake in the public square. His wife, Katrina, escaped, was recaptured, and she was executed two years later. The Thirty Years' War was motivated by religious themes between Protestants protesting against the Catholics, fighting over what is now modern-day Germany and Italy, somewhere between 3 and 10 million people killed. I don't blame atheists for saying religion's bunk. It is. God says that. I wish we could get them to see that Christianity is in the heart of individuals. The heart of the collective is like the Milai experience. It turns into chaos and bloodshed. It's the individuals that God is working on, and we can't even tell who they are. That's between God and them. All we can tell is what they do. And if Christians have done these things I've just mentioned, that's not Christianity. That's my defense against the critics of Christianity, is to say that's not Christianity. They would say, well, that's what leads them to do what they did, I would say that's not what leads them. They haven't been taught right. They have this legalistic idea they need to reform the world and punish people who are evil and all this. That's not what God wanted ever. Out here in the West, 
1857, I covered this in like 10 weeks when I was studying Mormonism, a group of Mormons dressed as Indians. There was a, there was a wagon party coming through Utah and they had a lot of riches and wealth. They're called the Fancher Party. And, you know, there's a debate as to whether Brigham Young, their prophet, ordered this or not. There's strong suggestion he completely did. But the Mormons down south, the Christian Mormons down south, dressed as Indians, surrounded the Fancher party. The Fanchers circled their wagons and huddled up and tried to fight against them. And they starved them out. They starved them and droughted them out. They, they were out of water and food. And they finally surrendered. And everybody who was part of that party lined up, men, women, and children. And the Mormon priesthood holders got on their horses, all together came in and shot and killed every one of them. The Christians, the group, the institution at that time called Mormonism. At least their local leadership down in southern Utah. In the name of the faith, I believe mystically that bloodshed in the name of something empowers that thing to live in this world. I know I'm mystical. I can't prove it. It's just something. But I think when the life of something is shed sacrificially, I think it empowers the, the, the world influence of the entity or person that sheds the blood. And I think that's why Mormonism is a worldwide power, the bloodshed of the Fancher Party. That's just me. I know I'm weird. I am Jungian in my thinking. And I think there are parallels between all this stuff. Can't prove it. I think the quote-unquote uh, sacrifices of young girls, killing them, raping them, taking their innocence, is something that empowers the flesh in this life. And I think behind the Catholic Church, billions and billions of dollars land, the Mormon Church, is blood. I love the Hutterites. I love the Anabaptists. Talk about people willing to die for the faith. You want to look at Christianity, look at those who were killed. That's the true Christianity, not those who did the killing. We can look what can broadly be described as organized Christianity today and see that it continues to do harm to people in the name of Christ. Women are maligned, castigated at abortion clinics, punished by man. Homosexuals are demeaned and mocked. And anyone else who doesn't fit into the group, evangelical, organized Christians go out there and empower themselves on this mindset of calling down fire from heaven. And Jesus is saying to them, if he was here, you don't know what spirit you're of. All of it justified in the name and cause of Jesus Christ. The Prince of Peace, ironically. The Savior of the world, ironically. And from all this and so much more, we can see that something is wrong, has been wrong, and needs to change so that genuine Christianity, by virtue of biblical fact, can exist. Not by virtue of uh, a cult leader saying, I've got the real vision. By virtue of biblical contextual proofs, Christianity should change today.
I know the powers that be won't let it happen. I know I'm, I'm spitting into the wind, but I am calling out individuals, true worshipers of the Father, seekers of the Father. I am calling them out to hear and to start to represent non-corporatized Christianity because in those corporations lies danger and the need for power. What's the root cause of all these horrible wrongs perpetrated in the world upon people through Jesus' name? The misinterpretation of what God has done for the world through his son and then how what he has done should be lived out and applied in the world today. What God has done is he has saved the world. Every homosexual act Jesus has paid for, every act of heterosexual adultery, fornication, sexual lust, alcoholism, drunkenness, drug addiction, theft, lies, paid for in full by his son. Once and for all, and then he died, rose again, giving the promise of life to all thereafter. If the world has been saved from the sin, past, present, and future, then there is no war against flesh and blood. There's no war against sin. There's no war against Satan and hell. They've been done away with through the victory. And all people are saved from going to that place called hell that once existed for the people then. If there's no saving people from going to hell, if there's no saving people from their sin, no need to punish them because Jesus has paid for it all, there is absolutely and never has been a reason for Christians to go to war with people who think or choose to act differently, believe differently, live differently. None. The very fact that people in God's name have institutionally done evil. Listen. <clears throat> the very fact that people have institutionally and in the name of God done evil tells us that the faith should never be institutionalized. In any fashion but that the validity of the faith can only be esteemed and established on a case-by-case, individual basis. That's what the scripture says. <laughs> there are no people going to heaven, going to the kingdom. There's only persons. You don't go because mom and dad are Christians. You go if you and your heart are. But nevertheless, he saved everybody to a heavenly realm anyway. How did Jesus say that people would know who his disciples were? You know the answer, but we ignore it. He said, by their love. And how is love defined by the biblical text? 
not by us. Patient, long-suffering, kind, merciful, not merciless. Those are the fruit of the Spirit, and the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love. You see? So when we either see a collective like the Westboro Baptists at funerals of police officers who lost their lives or at gay pride parades with signs that say God hates fags and every person that's like them from their own church of militancy, when we see someone like Eric Rudolph, a devout Christian who um, blew up abortion clinics, killing doctors and justifying it in the name of Christ, in the name of Christianity, to assign any of that to the Christian faith is like assigning Judas to the Christian faith. Just because Jesus called him doesn't, and, and he bore his name doesn't mean he was a Christian. Christianity is individual. It's subjective. And it can only be assessed and judged by the fruits of those who bear love. To me, the very existence of corporate evil done in the name of Christ or God only proves this. Proves it. And the fact that God never, ever would intend for human beings to make themselves judge and jury and take life, treat people meanly, ostracize them in the face of what Christ has done for the entire world. Love you.